Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up, and welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who is prepping for tonight's Pelicans game against the Indiana Pacers. Happy holidays to you and yours, and happy Festivus to those celebrating today. Festivus. For the rest of us, this will be our last show of the week before we take a quick break for the holidays. So we want to make sure it's a good show for you. Congrats to the Bengals who clinched a playoff berth last night with a big win over the Denver Broncos. Now there are only two playoff spots available, one in the AFC and of course the NFC South will have its winner crowned in Atlanta on Sunday afternoon. Still going to be a crazy weekend, a lot to play for on this Sunday. Still divisions up for grabs, still seating up for grabs as well. Unfortunately, nothing to play for between the Bucks and the Saints, but don't tell the Saints team they want to finish this season on a high note and look to do that Sunday against Tampa Bay. Later on in the show, you'll hear from head coach Sean Payton talking about the upcoming week and about Sunday's loss to Atlanta. We'll also have some basketball talk for you today. Chris Broussard from ESPN and ESPN.com will come on to talk some hoops and we'll focus in on the Pelicans. We'll also get his thoughts on Josh Smith and where he'll end up. There's a lot of speculation that he could be the newest member of a Southwest Division team, which wouldn't surprise me because everyone, I think, wants to join the best division in basketball. He had Rajon Rondo join the Mavericks earlier this week. Corey Brewer went to the Rockets. And so now there's speculation that Josh Smith could be heading to the Rockets, could be heading to the Kings, could be heading to Miami. Who knows? We'll get more from Chris Broussard in a little bit. We'll also take you to Indianapolis, where the Pelicans are there today to take on the 9-19 and Indiana Pacers and look to sweep the two-game road trip, and get back to two games above 500. Sean Kelly was at shoot-around earlier and got an injury update from Eric Gordon, who's also from Indiana. So we'll play that for you. Plus, we'll get you set again for Pelicans and Pacers tomorrow night. Or tonight, excuse me. So a uh, good show for you today before we get take a holiday break. Again, no shows tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. We'll be back on the 29th. To get you ready for Pelican Suns on Tuesday. Recap the weekend with Pelican Spurs and Bulls. And then we'll also recap, of course, Saints and Bucks. Hopefully it's a Saints win 
to end the season. Well, let's get started. When we come back, we'll take you to Indianapolis as Sean Kelly spoke with Eric Gordon. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Friday, December 26th at 7 p.m. when the San Antonio Spurs come to town. The first 5,000 fans receive a free Omer Ashik poster. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the front at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $21. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Football fans, travel to Shreveport, Bossier City on Saturday, December 27th and attend the 39th annual Duck Commander Independence Bowl. One of the oldest bowl games in the country, this year's matchup features the Miami Hurricanes taking on the Gamecocks of South Carolina. While in town, enjoy great gaming action, shopping, food, and nightlife. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Part of our show here today, of course, is from Indianapolis as the Pelicans get ready to take on the Pacers tonight. There's one guy that's had, I think, had a smile on his face ever, ever since the Pelicans plane landed here in Indiana. That's Eric Gordon. Welcome home, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is this is your favorite stop, obviously. Um, you always are charged up to come back here, aren't you? Yeah, it's always fun to come back here and play. And, uh, you know, I'm not be able to, being able to play tonight is definitely disappointing. But, uh, you know, hopefully we come out with a win tonight. And, you know, this, def- this uh, place is definitely a special place for me. I was walking through a mall yesterday, and everybody was asking me about you. And, and it's not often that – I mean, certainly I go places, and they want to know about our team and all that. But there's something different about basketball here, even at the pro level. I, I guess – I'm hoping you can help me, help our fans understand why it is different here. Yeah, well, I would just say I think the average, just the average person, you know, I think everybody has played basketball here at some point in their lifetime. And, uh, you know, how people love football down here, people, you know, love basketball up here, and and they have played it also. So, uh, you know. We, it's a, they, people really understand it, and they, and they really, uh, and, you know, this is a grassroots uh, area for it. We always see that, you know, the the movies like Hoosiers and everything else, and kind of that small town Indiana. Um, can you identify with that, or were you more of a city guy when you were here? Well, no, Hoosiers, that's that's a typical example of how basketball is here, it's, you know, still today. You know, they always watch out for their uh, – look up look up and watch out for their players at all times on, at, on any level. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a – Big time history about it. What was the best place you played basketball here in this state? Can you remember a specific spot that just really was like the quintessential Indiana basketball experience? Um, you know, uh, I'll just say I have to say the state championship game because we, you know, we packed this whole this whole gym out, and uh, even though we lost, but you know, we still uh, it was still a great environment just to, to see a whole uh, this whole arena just packed out. This one here, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers, Bankers Life Fieldhouse packed out. Do you remember what you what you thought when you came out that night? You know, layup line the whole nine yards. What was going through your mind? Uh, well, you know, um, well, you know, every every high school, you know, I mean, whenever you play, you know, a different team, you always expect a good crowd, and and uh, you know, all you gotta do is just come out there and perform. You know, is everybody knows who you are, and and it's just fun to be out there when you're playing against for sure a full crowd. 
Christmas is this week, my friend. You've been in the spirit of giving here of late. I know that, what, you've, you gave away bicycles the other night. Yeah. That was back in New Orleans. I think you did something here last night. Um, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah, I got to keep myself busy while I'm during, uh, you know, during the time when I'm rehabbing. You know, when, when you rehab, it's, it's, it's a long day, but you got to give something, uh, you know, give yourself some type of relief and do other things, do things for others. How much stuff have you given away here in the last week or two? Oh, man, it's, it's <laughs> been a lot, that's, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, I, think that, I think it's just good for me and good for others also. Who's a, who inspired you to be a giver? Because I've known that about you now for not just this year, but several years. Um, I don't know, just probably my family, you know, we're, we've always been, uh, you know, able to help other do things for other people. We always do something uh, growing up every Christmas where we do something for not even just other family members, it's just uh, um, in our at our church. That's what I did yesterday. So we always do things like that at our, at our church every year. So uh, good start for me. Best Christmas present you ever, ever received? Man, um, I would say the best... I think I was around. I was in elementary school, and uh, uh, it's it's like connects. You you know, it's like building connects, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that was the biggest thing for me at that time. I was always like to have, you know, different things in my hand to connect and build. So I, at that age, for sure. Eric Gordon, last time we saw you play was at Utah. It's been 15 games now since the shoulder injury. We, do we have an update? Is there anything you can tell us about your left shoulder there? Well, it's it's hard to tell right now, but it's progressing pretty well. Uh, probably sometime. After the new year, uh, I need to I need, I need to get out there and practice. You know, I've, I've been strengthening, building uh, every every day, and uh, I'm going to try to some sometime within the first or second week. I, I'm going to definitely get a practice in and then try to play. So no surgery then? Yeah, I'm still trying to avoid surgery, yeah. and uh, you know, I just don't want to have to go through another uh, experience like I did. You know, but it's it's still very possible, but. Uh, my mindset is to be out there playing. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Have a great holiday, Eric. Thank you. Yep. Eric Gordon with us here in Indiana tonight as the Pelicans get set to take on the Pacers. More from our studios in Metairie in just a moment. Black and Blue Report is back after this. At the Auctioneer Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. It's time to get a national perspective about everything going on around the NBA, and there is no better person to have on than ESPN's Chris Broussard. Chris, good morning and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. How's everything going? Everything's good, Chris. Uh, before I get into the Pelicans and how they're doing, I want to start with the big news from yesterday, and that was the Pistons waving Josh Smith. I know you've been on SportsCenter talking about that scenario. Before I get to where he might go, I wanted to ask what made the – 
what made the Pistons make this decision yesterday? Well, obviously, they're having a disappointing season. They thought they'd be a lot better, but they only have five wins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they were playing Josh out of position um, because they were trying to win games now. And the owner ownership wants Andre Drummond to develop and play, as they should. Um, so that meant playing Greg Monroe at the four, Drummond at the five, and then they had to play Josh Smith at the three out of position. Um so in order, you know, if, if Van Gundy played Smith at the four, he wasn't seeing some of his younger players. And with the season pretty much over in terms of the playoffs, they wanted to get a look at some of their younger players. That's one thing. Um, and Josh, you know, they had been trying to trade him for a few months. And, you know, the market really, there was nothing on the market. Um, so really to get him out of there and give him a chance to go to a better situation for himself, they went ahead and, and bit the bullet on that extra $27 million they owe him. Now, they'll use the NBA stretch provision where they can stretch that $27 million out over five years as far as the salary cap is concerned. So that makes it a little better uh, business-wise, but you're still paying a lot of money to a guy just to go away. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard plenty of rumors, of course, of where he might go. Kings, Rockets, Heat, you name it. Uh, we've heard it. What's the latest you've heard? And uh, please don't tell me he's going to another Southwest Division team. We can't take it anymore here with the Pelicans. <laughs> well, I, I do. I think at the end of the day he'll end up in Houston. Right now it's a lot of speculation. He is actually speaking with his representatives right now, uh, I believe, um, trying to, you know, and speaking to them for the first time since he was waived in detail. Uh, so, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to really – figure things out at this point. Um, Houston can offer him a little more money than all teams other than uh, Miami if they get the disabled player exception. Houston can offer him a starting position, uh, and he's cut close friends with Dwight Howard. So I would say they're the front runner. But, you know, Dallas, Miami, uh, Sacramento, these teams, even the L.A. Clippers, who, would, who obviously would play him as a small forward instead of a power forward, they're all teams that are going to really, you know, try to make a, a, a an impression on Josh to get him there. But I, I think Houston, at the end of the day, is where he goes. Another team that no one seems to be talking about but playing really well in the East is the Atlanta Hawks, who have won four straight against Chicago, Cleveland, Houston, and Dallas and are one game back of the best record in the East. Can the Hawks sustain this success throughout the season, Chris? They're really playing well. I think Mike Budenholzer is a terrific coach. You look at that team, they've got great balance. Jeff Teague, who's injured now, but he's been having a really nice season as a point guard. And then you've got two really strong forwards in, in Paul Millsap and Al Horford. And Kyle Horford's been shooting great. Um, I, I like what they're doing, and I think, you know, I don't expect them to win, you know, 55 games. Mm -hmm. But I think for the regular season – they can be a team that, you know, gets home court advantage or fights for home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. Um, but right now I hesitate to call them a legitimate conference contender. Um, I still think Cleveland and Chicago at the end of the day are the two best teams. Uh, and I might even put Washington and Toronto ahead of Atlanta. But, you know, the Hawks keep, you know, keep making fools of all of us naysayers. I mean, they have had – a week that is just, you know, to die for as far as NBA teams. I mean, they've beaten you know, Houston, um, Dallas, uh, 
Cleveland and Chicago, their last four wins. So uh, they're playing great basketball and blew Cleveland out at home. So uh, I have to give them some credit, but I'm not ready to call them an Eastern Conference contender just yet. And switching over to the West, so many contenders. You have seven teams with at least 18 wins. Everyone in the Southwest Division has a record over 500. You know, Golden State, Memphis, those teams stick out in the top. But has anyone else uh, stuck out to you in the Western Conference? Who who looks like a contender right now? And uh, who's caught your eye early on? Well, the West, as you said, it's just tremendous. I mean, I, I, still, I think the best teams are the Spurs, um, Memphis. Uh, probably will put Golden State up there. Um, and I think Dallas, I like them now with Rajon Rondo. And Houston is playing great. I'm going to throw Houston. That's five right there. And then the Clippers in Portland are very strong teams as well. And, and at the end of the day, I think Oklahoma City, once they get healthy, we'll see if Kevin Durant plays tonight. I think they are going to be uh, have a chance to come out of the West uh, as well. So that's six legitimate contenders and two more of that, you know, uh, are star-laden and, and capable of winning it as well. So, you know, the West, it doesn't matter where you finish. It's nice for home court advantage, mm -hmm. but every game and every round is going to be a war. And, there, you know, it's going to be a dogfight for whoever comes to get out of the Western Conference. Um, and I, I like New Orleans, but I just don't see them making the playoffs. And I think, like I said, I think Oklahoma – is going to be that ace team in the playoffs, even if they can get higher than number eight as far as seeding. Uh, and it's unfortunate for teams like New Orleans, Phoenix, and Sacramento, and even Denver, who actually are, are some really good teams and would certainly be playoff teams in the East. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to come down to the Pelicans, Thunder, Suns, Nuggets, like you said, for that eight seed. But what have you noticed so far about the Pelicans? Who I don't even think it's coming down to the Thunder. I think they're going to get in. Once right. they get healthy, I just think they're, you know, they're better than the rest of those teams. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, through seven, 27 games, Pelicans are 14 and 13. I know you talked about uh, you think they probably won't make the playoffs, but what have you seen from them in the first through 27 games? What have you noticed about this team? Well, I mean, the first thing that stands out, is, as everybody's been talking about, is, is Anthony Davis. You know, I mean, he has just emerged as, a legitimate MVP candidate. Right now, I have him ranked third in my MVP voting. Um, I've got James Harden number two, and then Steph Curry as the MVP right now. It's still early, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing, Anthony may be having the best individual season, but the, the winning percentage for the team is what hurts him right now. Uh, the last time there was an MVP from a team to win fewer than 50 games was uh, Moses Malone in 1982. Wow. And that's when the uh, Rockets won 47 games. So, uh, I'm sorry, 46 games. So that's why history's against Anthony in terms of, you know, winning an MVP award. But, you know, this is just I, what I see as a young developing team. You know, they still got a lot of room for improvement. You know, they're not great defensively, despite Anthony's great defense. I think they can improve on that end of the floor. Um, offensively, they're, they're pretty solid, you know. Um, but they, again, that's an area they can improve. 
Um, I like Drew Holiday at the point guard position. Um, you know, I like Tyreek Evans on the wings. I mean, I like the pieces a lot. Ryan Anderson, you know, pretty much as good of a six-man as you're going to get in the league. Um, obviously, the Eric Gordon injury, he wasn't playing well, but you got to find out what's going on with him, um, you know, physically. Um, and then Omer Ashik, uh, I think he's really – helped Anthony Blossom because he's allowed him to play that four position and not having to guard these bigger players. Um, so I really think with this team, it's just a matter of gaining some experience and, you know, developing together and, and making a few tweaks here and there. But they've got, they've got a lot of talent that as they mature and get older, uh, they could become a team to be reckoned with. I think everybody expects them to be a team to be reckoned with out there in the Western Conference uh, in the future. Yeah, a lot of good points there. And I want to go back to the Anthony Davis MVP talk. I know you had him third right now, which is early. And like you said, uh, there hasn't been an MVP um, without 50 wins since Moses Malone. But could this be a chance for the trends to change as far as MVP when you look at the individual numbers that Anthony Davis has put up? Or is it going to still take that 50-win plateau or at least a playoff berth in order for AD to get that uh, sort of chance at the MVP? Yeah, I think at the very least they have to make the playoffs. They may not have to win 50 games, but I definitely think they're going to have to make the playoffs. Um, you're Like I said, individually he's playing as well as anybody, but, you know, the history of this award, and now I'm a voter, mm-hmm. and um, you still look at the, the winning, you, you, you know, like people talking about Anthony being maybe the best player in the league. You got to win. That's what it's all about, and um, not necessarily a championship, but you have to be able to take your team to the playoffs um, and and do fairly well in the playoffs before you can really be considered the best player in the league. And that's really what people are waiting to see from him. Now, it may not even be his fault, you know. may not. It may be that he doesn't have enough around him. Part of it's there in the Western Conference. Um, If they were in the East, and won over 50 games, he may very well be the front-runner for the MVP award. And I know you guys could make a strong argument that New Orleans actually should be in the East because of geography. Uh, But I I don't see the trend changing as far as at least being on a playoff team to win the MVP award. Yeah, I think we would take being in the East in a heartbeat, absolutely. I think we have a bag packed already just in case. But that – Good stuff there from Chris Broussard from ESPN and ESPN.com. Chris, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day. And, again, happy holidays to you. All right, man, no problem. Happy holidays. Thank you. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to football and hear from Saints head coach Sean Payton. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. 
Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Time to turn our attention to football. The Saints look to finish the season on a winning note when they take on the 2-13 and 13 Bucks on Sunday. Head coach Sean Payton spoke with the media yesterday, and here are some of the things he had to say. We're kind of in our normal uh, Monday after a game routine. Obviously, uh, you know, it's a tough day to come back in uh, after a game like that. Um, we've kind of gone through the, the tape with the staff. Players have seen it now. Um, you know, a lot, listen, a lot was said after the game yesterday. It was a tough loss. Uh, I thought we played with real good energy and effort. Uh, I thought emotionally all those things um, were, were on point, and yet I think one of the things that's hurt us all season and it manifests itself yesterday is that, that turnover, takeaway, giveaway margin. So when you're playing in a game uh, against a team like that in – you end up minus four. Um, those numbers for the year uh, are are real poor, and you, you really just keep you you know keep yourself from having an opportunity to win a game. Um, so that's something that uh, I, I obviously have to look closely at. But I think it's it's been uh, in, now in our games where we've won this year, uh, it's been a positive. But it's been uh, it's been something that's uh, that's really. Uh, hurt us and, and it's still the number one statistic with regards to winning and losing so if you take a look at the top eight or ten teams in that category most most of all will be in the playoffs and uh, I think we're second to last in that in that area any questions how do you uh, as you go into this week how do you make sure your locker room have, what what signs will there be that they're approaching things the right way I I, listen we, we've got the uh, the guys will have the right mentality. This, it's important to finish, uh, finish strong. This is an important game for us to play, and uh, obviously it doesn't have the relevance that we did hope we did hope for. But um, that being said, it's it's important for for every player, every coach. Uh, so the only schedule change would be Thursday, just with regards to handling the holiday. But um, but that that'll be important. Sean, there's other sports where it's almost an accepted practice to go ahead and try for a higher draft pick. Why, why is that never filtered into the NFL? Yeah, listen, obviously each each sports or, or sports teams are different. Um, we would never do that. Right. So I, I uh, we'll have our best guys out there and preparing and doing everything we would normally do. Uh, if, if we were playing for a playoff spot, it won't be a, a bit different. Sean, is there then not an inclination to play some of those guys nope, that you've been nope. sitting in? I just answered it. Yeah. No. Do you take any time this week to look back at all of the course of this season? Not yet. There's still one game to play? No, I think that all that will take place after the season. You know, the focus this week will be on Tampa Bay. Statistically, <clears throat> you're now the number one offense in the NFL, and that's not a statistic that correlates to winning like like turnover margin. When you look at it, is that is that a, how misleading is that stat for you, and, or, and it, or is there some things you can take out of that? Well, look, there, there are a lot of things. <laughs> there are a lot of things we've done well offensively. Uh, you know, our rushing numbers were better uh, throughout this year. Um, I, I think the get, getting away from 
total offense. I think the, the most important thing that we have to improve on is is ball security and protecting the ball. Um, but I, I didn't even know we were sitting there, like you mentioned. Um, but I think, you know, the ball security and and the takeaways defensively and the kicking game, all, all of those things give you a chance to to win games. Um, with the amount of possessions you have in a given game, though, uh, when you're, look, statistically, when you're minus four, it's like a 98% favor to the other team. There's been some players that say the last game is them playing for their jobs next year, but how much does the last game really factor into y'all's evaluations of the next year? I think to their to their point, which is my point, man. Everything, every time, we don't have. So it's it's not like you have 80 games or 100 games. You know, in this case, you have 16 regular season games and in x amount of snaps per player. And for us as coaches, so everything goes into putting your best stuff on tape. And when you're out there uh, executing, functioning, I mean. Look, you're doing it for the New Orleans Saints. You're doing it for your teammates. You're doing it for your own, uh, you know, your own record or history in regards to how you're playing when other teams grade you. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think our players, from a response standpoint, as we prepare to play this game, will, will be uh, will be just fine. I mean, they understand that. Hey, it's 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 their resume that they're constantly putting on film and so you don't have the quantity you might have in other sports as far as plays and reps you can catch the remainder of that sound on neworleansaints.com as well as player interviews from inside the locker room yesterday when we come back i'll wrap things up on this tuesday edition of the black and blue report Okay, Beth, our holiday party is almost here. You're bringing the cheese plate and meat tray, right? Check. Should be a great party. Party. Party favors. I knew I was missing something. Did someone say party favors? Patty, the, the party, party planner. planner. How about a party favor that really pays off? Look at these holiday scratch-offs from the lottery. Pick up Happy Holidays, Peppermint Doubler, and Holiday $100,000 Party. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Fantastic party favors. You can scratch off your list. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Great show today. Our thanks to head coach Sean Payton, Chris Broussard, Sean Kelly, and Eric Gordon for helping us out with today's show. Don't forget to watch or listen to the Pelicans game tonight. If you're watching on Fox Sports New Orleans, pregame will start at 5.30 Central. Remember, it's the Eastern Conference game, so the game will start at 6 Central. 5.30 if you want to watch pregame on Fox Sports New Orleans. And the Pelicans Radio Network pregame show starts at 6 Central, leading you up to a 6-10 tip-off. It'll be on 105.3 WWL-FM and the Pelicans Radio Network. Just a reminder, again, no shows for the rest of the week. We are going to take a break and enjoy the holidays like I hope you all 
are doing this week and continue for the rest of the week. No shows tomorrow for Christmas Eve, Thursday for Christmas, and no show on Friday, but we do have a game on Friday. The Pelicans do against the San Antonio Spurs. That's a 7 o'clock game at the Smoothie King Center. Limited tickets are still available, 504-525-HOOP, or visit pelicans.com. Big Southwest Division showdown. Remember, Pelicans beat the Spurs in San Antonio earlier this year and hopefully could do the same on Friday. Then the Pelicans travel on a back-to-back. We'll go to Chicago to face the Bulls. Anthony Davis hoping, fingers crossed, the last two years he's gotten hurt right before his trip back to his hometown. And on Saturday, hopefully he'll play his first game in front of his hometown crowd and his family in Chicago against a tough Bulls team. So, again, no shows to rest this week. We hope you all have a great holidays from everyone here with the Saints and the Pelicans. I'm Daniel Salerson, wishing everyone a safe and happy holiday season. And thanks again for listening to the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.